1: as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. We are live for another unapologetically bold I'm not sorry for. And I am so excited today to have my guest on, Brittany. Brittany, thank you for joining us today. It is my absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for sharing my story
0: Emily because I think it's wonderful for us to be able to celebrate what we're not sorry for and to be unapolog- unapologetically bold so I'm really happy to be here today. Introduce yourself. Hello everybody my name's is Brittany Baldwin. I'm from Australia so this is actually coming to you live from Friday, which is tomorrow. Uh, look, I'm the founder of TikTok Sales. I'm a sales trainer. I'm a presenter, and my story about how I got here is really quite interesting because I uh, I was working in a very high-powered sales role where I previously had very little experience in that area. I met a very unexpected redundancy, so my 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 time at the company was was finished. But it was a silver lining because it allowed me to free up some time, look after my health and realise that I had actually been uh, diagnosed with cancer at the end of a year. So that was all very, um, very traumatic for me in that respect. But new year, new me, I got into it and I said, this is clearly a sign that I need to uh, change the way in which I'm approaching life and be able to put myself out there in a position where I can help others and influence others. And that's how my, my sales training business was started. So that's that's what led us to to meet with uh, with Emily today and to be sharing the story with all you people who are listening. It is
1: called unapologetically bold. I'm not sorry for. What are you not sorry for? So many things, but specifically, I am not sorry for celebrating my
0: success. I have done amazing things with my life I'm I've just turned 31 years old and at the end of the day I really believe to the depths of my heart and soul that we need to embrace ourselves, you be you, me be me and all of us are doing it in the way that we think is best and there's there's a number of people out there who are not aligned with your purpose and who don't believe that's the best course of action um, that should be taken and I say if it's right for me it's meant to be and uh, and I've achieved wonderful things and I'm not going to be brought down to a level that, um, that makes people more comfortable so I, I say we've all done things that we're proud of, we should be celebrating that and sharing that with the world. So I am not
1: sorry for celebrating my success. Awesome. So let's get back to that, uh, your successes. So what are some, I know that you used, is it horses? You used to do horses. Um, I'm butchering that because I know you did more than just like <laughs> <laughs> And how that that morphed in from um, being an athlete to now, but how you kind of quieted yourself. So Talk about that. You know,
0: as a little one, my parents have always instilled within my um within my family, my sister and myself, that we can achieve anything. And I think as uh as, as a child who's growing up, that that mindset, that possibility, the um the, the opportunities that we create for ourselves was really uh ingrained within me. So I, I always knew that I could achieve whatever I wanted to be, whether that was an astronaut, or a politician, or um, I think I did a modelling contest where I told the host that I wanted to be a biscuit, um, just to really show him what I uh, what I thought of his question. But. Um, I did. I had very early success uh, as a as a as a as a young child in the world of equestrian. I used to ride horses, and my parents introduced me to that. They had a level of success uh, when they were riding, so I, uh, I I had wonderful ponies, wonderful equipment, everything that went with that, and I was almost like horse riding royalty in Australia. Uh, and I, I I used to win every competition I went to. To this day, I'm still the uh, youngest national champion within Australia. I won the national titles when I was seven years old, and 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 that propelled me towards uh, pursuing a career in the stunt and film industry. Uh, my parents, my parents are are involved in in action in films in Australia, and I said, you know what, that sounds exciting. I'd like to do that. My career as an accountant is not exciting and thrilling. I'm not going to be at the top of my game being an accountant. There's nothing wrong with accounting. It just wasn't for me. So I said let's have this amazing film industry life where I can go and do stunts. I set up a an agency to represent all of the stunt performers in my home state and I love doing that. But I got married to my my high school sweetheart and we've formed this wonderful family and we've traveled extensively a little challenging at the moment now but all of these things combined i own a beautiful home uh, i have a lovely car such a great support system and uh you know I, i i i pinch myself every day that it's come to this but so many people say you're so lucky I go no 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 I'm not lucky I've worked really hard for this I've saved hard, I've worked hard I've I've manifested hard and uh, and you know and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm getting all of those things that I really want in life that's important to me but it's um, it makes other people sometimes feel a little bit inadequate about their own circumstances so I try to 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 you know meet their needs and and meet them at their own level uh, which can be challenging because all I want to do is scream from the
1: rooftops. I I do good things. That is so important just to go from the aspect that whenever you do amazing things, when you do the work, that you know there's a lot of suck in it that people don't see. They don't see the hard work. They don't see that aspect of it. And so whenever they see, I always say when they see you at the top of the mountain, they don't know how hard you climbed up to get to where you are. And so My question for you on this is how have you helped in celebrating you and knowing you, your gifts, your talents, your talents and stepping out, especially in your business that you have, but still, I think it's the difference. Um, And I know that a lot, I even struggle with this is is being, I want to be humble, but I also want to say, heck yeah, I'm, I'm one of the top in the nation at wellness. Like, and I'm, and I'm proud of it, but it's like, Oh, do I need to say that? You know, it, I struggle with that. So, what would, what advice would you give? Do You know,
0: I um, when I was in employment, oh, almost ten years ago now,
1: uh,
0: I remember we were the, the the executive team was invited along to a like a team building management um, workshop day, and we were encouraged to do this task where he had a like a. a you know a graph with uh, like like a bingo graph almost but with with words on it okay and they were words that were um we were encouraged to circle the top three like attributes that we associated with ourselves i remember this as clear as day because i was so proud of the three circles that i made on the paper and i can honestly tell you i don't remember two of them but one stood out and the one that i was really looking to um to you know to put out to the group was i was confident And it's something that for my entire life I've really embraced having that level of confidence because it's allowed me to go forward and achieve the things that I have done um, and be brave and not afraid. So I'm really, like, highlighting confidence as a great attribute of mine. And then the, the host of the workshop said, I want you to turn that over. So I turned the sheet over and behind confidence was the word arrogant. And he said to us, that is how people may perceive you. I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken because all of these stories started to come up where I thought, okay, when I said that, was I being arrogant? Or when somebody responded and said that, do they see me as arrogant? Because I've actually tried really hard to embrace confidence in a in a way that's not, um, you know, putting other people down or making themselves feel uncomfortable about themselves. So that was a moment of reflection for me. But as years have gone by, uh, you know, because I I then thought I was arrogant, okay, that that one particular worksheet told me that I was wrong, the worksheet was right, I'm an arrogant person and um, I should should work on being more humble. But as the years Mm -hmm. have gone by, I've actually thought to myself, I don't think it's necessarily all me who has the problem. I think it's the reaction of other people and how they respond to you and how they 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 um coexist with you. And you read all those leadership books where they say don't let people drag you down to their level because they're behind you and all that. So I, I sit in conflict with what that all means, but I do believe, yes, it's important to maintain a level of um being genuine, being um, humble and because if, if you're able to embrace what you do in a way that is relatable to other people and helps inspire and uplift them to, to the level that you think they're at, then um, I, I think it's about being inclusive. So not to, not to lower your standards but to help people heighten theirs so that you can, uh, you know, inspire them and encourage them to want to achieve more for themselves.
1: I love that. I think that's very true whenever it comes to the aspect of just life. It doesn't matter where you're at in it, but just in general, knowing you, knowing your strength, and that's that saying, if you can back it up, it's not bragging anymore aspect of it. But from there, what have you found? Um, And I love too, that you noted on how a worksheet kind of and that's as a facilitator. That's one thing that I'm huge about making sure I love reflection. I want people to reflect. But what I am saying is for you to take it your own grain of salt and and not to because it can it can manipulate us. And so my next question for you is right. I come from this thought that we need to have more self-compassion than self-comparison because that comparison model does not allow us to, to work together instead of having compassion for one another so my question for you is how do you see that working in in being and celebrating your successes look I think you need- Environment now, where everything's done over over social
0: media and online, that um, real connections are so much more challenging to form, and um, and people are so quick to make judgments about the type of person you are or the next person. And uh, in in the in the world of coaching and online businesses, and 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 given the recent pandemic or the pandemic that's still going on, you know, the rise and rise of of digital um, communication, I think has created Wonderful opportunities as far as business goes, but for for, for people out there, the, the the word comparison that you use, I think that's really important because we are we're putting people on pedestals who um, seemingly have success and seemingly have um, you know these big businesses that are operating really well, and we are trying to to match that level of success, and we are trying to. Um, you know adopt and change the way that we're doing things to be in line with what other people are doing. So the, the 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 C word comparison is particularly relevant at the moment. And I think that what I really want to 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 demonstrate to people is that behind the screen, behind the the business, behind the the teams that you have around you, we're all real people and we're not necessarily um putting out to the world the levels of vulnerability that we have, that hard work that you mentioned earlier about climbing that mountain. And it's not really a a, 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 a true and accurate representation of our lives. So I think there needs to be some distinction between what is um, real and what is showcased as part of these businesses. So super important for us to um, you know, draw the line in the sand and say that we're all running our own race and it's important for us to, uh, you know, to have, have the goalposts in mind, have that, that, that milestone that we want to meet, but it should be based on our own journey, our own expectations, our own resources and our ability to, to meet them and create that environment and the type of people that we're working with. Everybody's got a different group of supporters and followers and we need to be in line with that. When I talk sales and I talk sales strategy, one of the things that I mention is you shouldn't have a sales process that um, is the way that you want to sell. Your sales process should be the way that your customers want to buy. So you really need to uh, you know, be aware of the people around you. And I think that's like that that self-awareness is so important for us. So I, I'm a big believer, let's collaborate together, but work to our own playbook and
1: and our own um, you know, journey that we have set out for us. I think it's important to, I guess, flow to that next topic of self-awareness. That I always go from you can't love others if you don't love yourself first. You can't care for others if you don't care. For yourself first, so and it's hard to celebrate others if you don't celebrate yourself first. But as a female, sometimes I'll see I see the lack of confidence. I'll say with myself, I struggle with this, um, but also celebrating even the small wins. So talk about self awareness and even even in the celebration of the small ones. You know what
0: self awareness is is something that's becoming more um, relevant in, in the lives that we're leading. And if you look back five years ago, 10 years ago, you know, that that wasn't, it wasn't such an it word. It wasn't such a, 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 a practiced way of doing business. And, and I think that the more I learn about it, the more I hear about it, the more I coach clients, the more I realize how important that is. And I see going around on Facebook things like, um, you know, if you were to give some advice to your younger self, what would that be? And I've thought long and hard about that question because I don't have any regrets on what I've done. It's all led me to where I am today. But if I were to change something, if I were to look back and say, um, you know, 18-year-old Brittany who's leaving school, who's ready to tackle the world, what would I say to her? And this is this is, this is is my response all the time. I would say, Brittany, don't be so hard on yourself. That is my advice to all of you out there who are listening because... Um, you know, we're, we're all trying. We're all trying one way or another. Our our, our, our levels of trying are different between people, but our, our goal is not to live a poor life. It's to live the best life that we can, right? It's to help as many people as we can. It's to earn as much money as we can. It's to have, um, you know, the great support system around us and a loving, happy family. Like, we've all got different goals in life, but we're, we're out there to do the best the best version of ourselves. So why I, I think what happens is, when people are setting up businesses or when they're working you know they they they're so um that they, that they they're so aware of their faults or they're so aware of their um their lack of momentum or their lack of results and success or the 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 time it's taking for them and um, that leads to a level of frustration. I hear it all the time. Like, I just, If only I had just done this or, you know, in, in come the end of the year, this is going to be happening. Our circumstances will have changed. And I sit there and I listen and I, I, I observe and I learn and I say, look, business is like a roller coaster, okay? And there's ups and downs, but at the start of it, you're at the very bottom. And the first thing you have to do is climb that huge hill and it goes like, and the feelings that you have when you're doing that, you're, you're scared, you're anxious, you're regretting what you've done, you're second guessing yourself, and then you hit that peak. You go, oh my gosh, it's like sink or swim here. Like I have to let go. There is no going back. I'm at the top. And you roll down. And the momentum starts to happen and you see those results and you're flying it feels great and you're like this is the ride of my life and then of course you go up and you go over the hill and there's these bumps along the way and all of a sudden you're upside down at the top and you're twisted around and you think okay i've hit some speed bumps this is not going you know in that straight line that i thought it would go um uh and and you and stops and where are you again you're at the bottom where you have to go all the way back up so it's it's that level of resilience you mentioned earlier but it's also that 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 knowing that the ride's not going to be smooth and and and, and to, to to celebrate as you said to celebrate along the way your little wins stop take a moment i do a little gratitude jar. Uh, you know, so like what, what have I achieved so far? What, um, you know, what am I grateful for? Like I'm grateful because I saw a baby kookaburra the other day. That's like one of our national birds. I've never seen a baby kookaburra. I'm sure not many people have. You know, I wrote that down. I put it in my jar and at the end of the year, I pull out all the things that I'm being grateful for and it reminds me what a year I've had. And this year is hard on most. This year is hard on many. So what little things have you done throughout the year that you think, okay, it hasn't all been doom and gloom. The same with your business.
1: I love that. And I think that's so important, especially on the aspect when it comes to your mental well-being during this time, because like you have a plan, but that plan never really goes the way it is. It's just a lot of hard work. And it it is just so much at one time. I think it, it reminds me of my kids, like whenever I had my kids, like I had all these books that told me how to do it way you know it's just you have to find your momentum you have to find and um, one thing that I have learned is it's two years at minimum of hard work (laughs) at minimum there no matter where you're going in life it's going to take hard work and whenever we're in an instant gratification world especially like me and you millennials like our whole lives we can get it and now Not happening that way, especially with business, but anything that you want to work hard for. So I think it's very important that to celebrate those successes, even the small ones along the way, because it's easy to get defeated in this work. And 80% of our time, our thoughts go to the negative. So if we're already wired, we are physiologically wired to go to the negative for a protection mechanism, we have to do something about it. And because I don't know if it's you're the same way with this, but I'm already my worst critic, (laughs) as it. And then to add this additional negativity, if I don't celebrate my successes, if I don't do gratitude study or practices, if I don't cherish moments, if I don't what I say is kill the ants, automatic negative thoughts, if there's things that I don't do that I know that works for me, I'm going to kill. Like I'm going to kill my progress, and I will not get to success. And so I think that's important, and that's the reason why. Like even this, this could fail. Like We've even had hiccups throughout this time, but it's human. It's about progression. It's not about perfection. And that's what we put on ourselves. And that's the reason why I love I love the human humanity that comes through this, through this. And I love that it doesn't have to be polished and clean. It's real. It's us. There's things that happen in life that you cannot predict. And there's things that are going to happen. But you, you celebrating your successes is a controllable. You can control that. And how much it makes a difference on us. So, Brittany, uh, one of the final questions: You have somebody that keeps apologizing for celebrating their success. What would you tell them? Stop immediately.
0: But look, um, I'll, I'll share a story with you. So when i um when i was diagnosed with cancer it was skin cancer i was 29 years old and i have pale skin i look after myself so you know like like no one has more 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 perfectly well maintained skin than i do and the cancer was under my foot right so you know that's unusual like it's not like i stand out there and sunbake with my feet i don't sunbake at all but like you know my feet don't see the light of day so um i now have to go i had my surgery i'm fine i'm completely clear Um, but I have to now go and get my skin checked every three months if I want to, you know, be vigilant about the diagnosis. And um, when I go for my skin check, my my, my skin doctor, nine times out of ten, will cut something out and send it off for a biopsy just to be safe. And I'm like, stop hacking at my body, okay? So the, the time it takes to get those results is four days. So for the four days, especially early on, I used to panic, stress, be anxious, think, oh my goodness, cancer's coming back, how's that going to impact my life and all of that. So we as a collective live in a state of anxiety, we live in a state of fear, what if, all of that. So my advice is now what I've embraced is to worry when there's something to worry about. Okay, I could choose to be worried for those four days, or I could choose to live it up, enjoy my life, be positive, hope for the best because I can't change that, right? And if I get diagnosed, then I've got plenty of time to worry. So in in in, in summary, to, to relate that back to your success and to, to, to people who keep apologising for that, what I would say is I would say there are circumstances outside of your control and you don't have the ability to impact that or change that, the only thing you can control is your response to it. You can choose to apologise or you can choose to embrace.